0: I remember another time he used the word exfoliate in a sentence, and I gave him a hard time about that. Uh, I said, wait a minute. Like he had moved on, I said, wait a minute, did you just use exfoliate in the sentence with me? Don't do that again. Uh, but like I've given Razio a hard time, and I remember I sent him pictures of me hiking, and he said, wait a minute, you eating sushi and you hiking now? Welcome to, welcome to the other side.
1: <laughs>
2: What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I'm Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts Buff and Rizzi. Fellas, tell them what's on your minds.
0: It wasn't but a few short months ago, I think Rizzi was praising HBO Max. And at the time I was laying another streaming service. Uh, all they're going to do is show movies that HBO already have. Man, HBO Max has been coming with it. And the convenience of getting a movie that's released in the theater in your house. That is dope, man. And I I gotta give it props, man. I, I've been enjoying HBO Max. I just watched the uh, Tina Turner documentary. Uh, I have to admit, the most I knew about Tina Turner was from the movie for the most part. <laughs> what's Love Got to Do With yeah, It? Yeah, that, that's the most I knew about it. And, and What's Love Got to Do With It is so good, by the way, sidebar, that every once in a while, I have to remind myself that Ike Turner is not long Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> like whenever I see real pictures, I turn I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's that's right. like <laughs> not <laughs> not Lawrence. But um, it's a good documentary. It's sad though, man. Um, just it's not just the physical, verbal, mental abuse she went through with him. Like it's still she. You know, we talked about love last week. She was saying she's ne- never been in a loving relationship, and. She's never felt love like that. And just to hear everything she went through with him. And just after that, like, she was never really able to escape his shadow. She became a mega star, but she always got questions about him. When he would get in trouble, they're asking about him. Like, she's she's her own star now, and they're still asking about him. And so she is, let the media, depending on the media narrative, she has been defined by him in a certain extent. You know, like, when you think Tina, you think, oh, yeah, she used to get Beat by Ike and stuff like that. So very tough. If if you're like me and you've only seen What's Love Got to Do with It and heard a couple of her songs, I highly recommend the documentary. I enjoyed it. Very good stuff, man. So but overall, HBO Max has been coming with it. Justice League came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh King Kong Godzilla is coming out. So it's it's a great streaming app to have right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, you gotta definitely. stole my thunder with the the Kong versus uh, Godzilla. It's Godzilla, <laughs> Godzilla. That's it, man. I'm excited for it. it uh that, that was that, that was racist, cool. Razzy.
2: That was racist.
1: No, that's how it you, sounds. You,
2: you, did, you did, you did. Yeah, yeah, you, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, that was, was, that was I was that was, didn't catch
1: it <laughs> It's a racist caricature. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. how they sounded, though. It's like I, you know, I, I'm I'm saying exactly what they did. But anyway, yeah, uh, I'm I'm super excited for it. Uh, I like the the universal kind of the the Kong Godzilla King of the Monsters. All those that entire universe is pretty dope in itself, and it looks really cool. Uh, it dropped today. I didn't get a chance to to watch it today because I gotta wait. Ollie wants to watch it with me, so I got to watch it uh, probably this weekend uh, sometime. But, man, I'm excited for it. I really, really, really want to see it. So we'll let you guys know what we uh, find out and how we feel about it next week. Only thing I got, man, is the exhaustion. Um, I don't have any, you know, mass shootings to report on, but what we do have is uh, uh the, the Chauvin trial is happening, and I made sure to say the Chauvin trial and not the um, you know, Eric Garner trial, because I think everybody's trying to uh, uh, say George 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 Floyd. Garner. George. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, George Floyd. guy. So many of them. Um, but yes, yeah. you know, the George Floyd trial, everybody's trying to say, you know, they're calling it the George Floyd trial, George Floyd. George Floyd is not on trial. And so I'm being very particular about saying it's the Chauvin trial, uh, because he is the one that's on trial, but just watching some of the clips, I cannot watch the whole thing because it is so disheartening. It is, I mean, the defense attorney just pisses you off for no reason. Like, and and I get it, he's doing his job, but at the same time, it's like, you know, he's lying. Uh, and, And when you have, even the judge is saying, hey, don't, don't question him, don't add to your answers, just answer his questions. He's okay to um to a- ask leading questions and you just got to answer the questions how he led you to them. I'm like, that's not what I've understood of how courts work. But the judge literally told one of the uh people on the stand that. And so it's little stuff like that man It's just making me so mad with this trial and I'm so scared that he's going to get off. I'm scared not just because it, it's not the right thing. I'm scared because of the fallout. Um, you saw, you know, the reaction from the uh, George Floyd's actual death. So think about the Rodney King, and when that happened, and when they got off, and everything. I, I really feel like it's going to be a powder keg, and if they, if he does get off, uh, it's going to be some rioting and looting, and it's just going to add and fuel to that fire from the right of you know oh look they you know they're, these animals and all of that stuff they like to call us uh when we don't get our way but it's okay for them to go ride and everything when i don't know their sports team wins um you know that's just revelry but i am I'm, I'm sick and tired of it man i'm i'm tired again uh this week because of it but just had to get it off my chest man.
2: oh yeah oh yeah uh i watch it in spurts cuz I, uh, I can't um i can't um I think the prosecutors are doing a good job so far. Uh, I'm hoping they're studying and learning from previous trials. You said it's the Chauvin trial. I think it's the trial of America. And like you, I'm scared that he's going to get off. I feel like we gave you niggas Biden is the response. You can't have Biden and Chauvin. You can't have Biden and Chauvin too. Like they're, they're I don't think they wanna give us give us that. I mean, it hurts my heart when I was especially yesterday. Yesterday and I've only watched so much today. Um but yesterday when they were interviewing the, the young girls, so the first two, it was just hard to to listen, especially when you know the girl one was nine and she just she was just scared and she just understood it wasn't right. And then um I dunno Darl Darnela, Darlena. I'm I'm not even gonna try to like I I can the one that was 18 and when she just said it, it just she laid up at night thinking about that. That could have been my father, that could have been my brother, that could have been my uncle, that could have been my and you know, like man, I finished that thought process. That could have but even thinking that it could be me, it's the fact that the young lady was saying, let me think of that could be my daughter or someone someone else I love sitting on a jury stand defending me or defending someone else I know of. Like, that's the world we live in. But we feel sorry for uh, George Floyd and, and his murder, but also the fact that the turmoil that it caused in the community, the, the, these people will never be the same. This will stick with them for the rest of their life. Even the gentleman that got uh, interviewed today or uh, was on the stand today, got cross, uh, cross-examined. He recorded it and then deleted it that same night for this reason. He didn't want to have to talk too much. He didn't want to have to show that tape. He didn't want to have to share that with others because he knew it was coming. So, fingers crossed. I need to figure out what, they, what whatever they're going to announce. I will be on PTO. Cause I I don't that day if it ain't right I don't want to deal with it. Uh, secondly, what about K D and Michael Rappaport?
1: Oh yeah 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 he's uh, misogynist and and what was it? It was something else oh, uh, homophobic. comments homophobic yeah he has homophobic and misogynist comments. It, so. it
2: and it's it's almost It's is that teeter because uh it teetered on the line well it, it, no it's not teetered online but it's almost socially acceptable. Because of the way he used it, he, you know, it's the he uses, you know, the. He, I think he said he called it faggot and all this stuff. So like it was just stuff like that, and it wasn't. I don't. I think his use of it was just in the general term of just you know being. I, I want to talk down on you, and just it, it's crazy to realize how quick somebody's to slip up and say those those things that we're we're trying to out, outlaw get get past. So. Very interested to see how that turns out for KD.
0: Fill me in real quick. What who who are we talking? I know Michael Rappaport. KD as in Kevin Kevin
2: Durant. Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, they were beefed over something, and Kevin Kevin Durant just went at Michael Rappaport hard, and he he screenshotted it and just sent it out. We don't have all the con. I, I don't remember all the context of the text. I saw it today in passing. But um, on Sports Center trying to work, but it was basically uh, the fact that, from what I can see, because a lot of it was blocked, uh, uh, black blocked out and blacked out because they didn't want to. He, he's but gonna it was—he's going to be suspended in five. Uh, oh, he's definitely going to be suspended. And they, they the question got, is, how got, does he? They
0: hit Kobe with that one. Well, yeah, he, 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 it's he like how do the you same word? Yeah,
2: yeah, it's like how do you react? You know, like how does he respond? You know, it's. Do you stay quiet or do you just say, you know what? I use I had a poor choice of words. When I'm angry, I go back to the the misogynistic, homophobic language and mindset that I was used to growing up. It's not an excuse, but it's just how you know.
1: Maybe maybe uh, maybe his sugar was low.
2: <laughs> maybe his sugar was low. It's true. You never know. Maybe you never know. Bro. Was low. What time of day was it? You know, was he after <laughs> a game? No You know what just, I'm saying. Just more. Right.
0: Yeah. Get that man some <laughs> OJ, man.
2: But that's all. That's all I got, fellas. Um, crazy week. Ready for a Good Friday and hopefully a long weekend. Nice, relaxing weekend. I get my last shot. Um, Friday. So, um, hopefully this weekend goes well. Anything else? Uh let's jump
0: into it. Let's do it, man.
2: All right. Oh, you you brought up Buff mentioned uh the Justice League. Razzie, we didn't get you mentioned this six, seven months ago. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotta yeah. give us your critique, bro. Like you you brought it up. So I want to give you the spotlight.
1: All right, cool. Um well alert. It was good. It was it wasn't great by any means, but it was a good movie. Uh I I think too many people are just jumping on the Snyderverse. It does reset the the DC universe pretty well. I I think they really did Cyborg uh, justice in this one, and and I can see why the actor was really pushing against the Josh Whedon's version. But to Whedon's kind of defense on it. There was no way that Snyder would have been able to cut that four hour movie down to a even a two hour movie and make it make sense. He would have had to cut that into two. It would have had to be a some type of Avenger in game type uh, thing going on with it. Uh, it wasn't if he had,
2: enough action. It wasn't enough action to turn
1: into two movies. Exactly. It's, and that's what I mean. It, it's like it, it if you broke it into two, there wasn't a good spot to break it into and make it make sense. It had to be that four hours, uh, and there's really no way to cut it down to, to be two other than what Josh Whedon did, is just chop in the things that advance the plot. And that's the only thing that you could really show. So I see why Whedon get such a bad rap on what he had to do, because he had to try to fix this and make it a movie, you know, movie length of An hour, or 90 minutes or Maybe two hours I think uh, the original Justice League was like An hour 40 Or something like that So it was It was a longer version But at the same time There's really no way To, to be able to do that What Snyder did In that hour and 90 minutes Or, uh, you know an hour and 40 minutes So I get I can give Whedon A little bit Of, of kind of relief On his side But, yeah it, w- it was good For what it needed to be It did kind of right the ship a little bit the 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 things that Snyder did with it was just really fan service though it was like hey I'm gonna give you this 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 some of the stuff was just extra it really didn't make sense to really advance the plot but it, it fleshed out everything it would have been better served as a miniseries um, I think he actually has it in chapters in there, and so it would have made sense to actually release it as chapters on a, a what? Is it, not Disney Plus, but HBO Max or something. It would have made more sense there. So, truthfully, trying to do that as a big budget movie didn't make sense. But overall, it was a good movie, man. I, I it's not one that I'd watch over and over and over like game or anything, just because it wasn't there. There wasn't a shock effect enough that like build up like oh my god, it, it's. I gotta watch this again. So it was it was good for what it was, but I don't think it's gonna go down as like this classic movie or this classic action movie.
0: And that's a Warner Brothers' fault. Warner Brothers, DC, all who involved. If they were trying, if their goal was to try to capture uh, the attention like Marvel fans with with Marvel movies, then it's impossible for we Snyder anyone to have done it in one movie. Marvel did that over ten years. Yep. Over twenty plus movies, they yep. tried to fit it all in one movie. They 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 fit it in in Batman versus Superman with some email clicks, and then all of a sudden we got these new characters on the next movie. That's that's not how you do it if you're trying to do the same thing Marvel was. So
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, in full fan service. You felt like, oh, that answers that. That answers that. But it was kind of like even with. Um, the Aquaman scene where he met, I forgot, his mentor or they, they introduced his mentor, mm-hmm. uh, uh, William DeFoe's character. It's kind of like, yeah, if this came out before Aquaman. Great. Host Aquaman, pointless. Nothing about that gave me any additional value to the film. Right. So, uh, same, same, same
1: thing with Flash and Iris, right? When he saved Iris, it's like. It was cool. It was, I mean, seeing him run, mess up the uh, concrete and everything. You know, going super slow mode. That was that was his chi- time to shine. But they could have cut it out, and it wouldn't have. We wouldn't have missed it. Like it, yeah, it didn't I thought really she add was gonna,
2: anything. When I saw that, I got excited to think, okay, this is going to be a different turn. They introduced Iris in here, and it's like, okay, she's not. Coming back, he hey. broke a glass uh some dogs and messed up a really nice car and did a creepy scene when he touched her hair. But uh, outside of that, go back and watch that. Like, there's a major accident going on with an 18-wheeler, and he stops and brushes her hair out of her face so he can look at her face. It's kind of like, yeah, bruh, you might have caught a case.
0: Hey, um, I'm not the biggest Lois Lane fan, but uh, they better be glad she showed up because
2: Superman was Superman was ready for all the smoke. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? He was the Open not the opening scene, but the scene where they were actually fighting um, Stephen Wolf. No, actually, Dark Side. I, I like they brought Dark Side in. Um, uh, that whole battle scene where they had the lanterns and Ares and Her- uh, no, Hercules, uh, Zeus was it? Yeah, as well as the introdu- introduction of the so the Green Lantern Corps, spin something off and the Martian Manhunter. So I thought that was all dope. And the Flash wasn't extremely like that first move. The Flash was a <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah, like he was just like scared of everything. He still was kind of uh, antsy, but he was just, I mean, he stayed today at the end of the day. So hopefully, we didn't spoil it for anybody.
0: Oh, we, yeah, we definitely should have said spoiler alert.
2: <laughs> Rising, do your do your magic,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. spoiler alert. All right, yeah. let's do it. <laughs>
2: All right. Uh, what's, where's Sophie at? She's in bed. Uh,
1: I, I told her she could stay up for her joke. So let me go grab her and then I'm going to put her to bed right after.
2: Okay. Well, look
0: who it is.
1: <laughs> it's
2: Sophie. Hey. Hey, sure is. Sophie. We're going to get you an intro. Hello. Hey, right,
1: hey,
0: tell your dad you need a three brother shirt. You need a, a little three brother shirt.
1: <laughs> I would Three tell brother's you. little sister. <laughs> yeah, I will it. All right,
0: cool. What you got for us?
1: A uh, joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people don't think grass be wet in the morning, but it do. <laughs>
0: See what I mean? See what I mean? <laughs>
2: oh man! It'll head, not nah, but it do. <laughs> All right, Sophie, I like that one. You need to give me, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, Good Good bye
2: Good night. Good night. <laughs> All right, we're back. Sophie had a great question. Made a great joke, I laughed. I would have got that one though, you know what I'm saying, yeah, so I was looking at this post uh, the other day, and it made me think of you Razzy. and also something I kind of grew up with in my with myself a little bit because people said sometimes i I acted white or I talked like a white guy or all you know all that good stuff that we hear in Mobile Alabama it says i don't I don't understand why some black people are so quick to strip. Alternatives and quirky black kids of their blackness will rush to hand out honorary black cards to non black folks.
1: Preach. Wow.
2: <laughs> so I think we always say this uh, you know, black is not a monolith. You know, like we're, we're, we're deeper than that. But why are we so hell bent? Because we talk about diversity a lot on this show. Why are we so hell bent making black people this same. Person, like you have to be, it's a certain level of coolness or whatever it is that you have to display to be black.
1: This too is because of slavery. <laughs> 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 true,
0: though. It's true. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Rozzy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it it really comes down to the division that has been sown in us that if you don't conform form and act a certain way, then you're not black. Like, you know, you're a house nigga. Uh, you know, you, you're not. So it really comes down to. We have been taught historically that black people act this way. And and it was also a coping mechanism. So not just slavery, but it was Jim Crow too, right? If you didn't act this way, if um then you might end up talking too white and you might get lynched for that. You might end up, you know, going in and trying to do something that you have no business doing and you know, get the police called on you. I mean, you whistle at a white lady and get, you know, lynched. So it's it's one of those things that you had to conform and you, and and that's been drilled in us. So anything outside of that norm and what we see as blackness, uh, we've been taught that we got to reel that other person back in. So or we got to disassociate with them so that we don't get in trouble, too. There was a study about monkeys. They put them in a cage and gave them a ladder and put some bananas at the top of the ladder. And you
2: going to go from talking about black people to monkeys.
1: Yes. Yes. But it was the experiment. It, 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 but it's what happened was every time um, uh, the monkey would try to climb up to get the banana, they would spray everybody down, all the monkeys down with a hose. Right. and And knock them off and, and not let them get the bananas. And so they, this happened, this happened, this happened until eventually when one of the monkeys started climbing the ladder, the other monkeys would beat the other, that monkey up because they didn't want to get sprayed down by the hose. Right. And so the natural progression of that study was they started pulling one monkey out and putting a new monkey in that had never gone through the hose thing. And they never had to hose that monkey down. When it tried to climb, the other monkeys would beat them up and he would stop going up the ladder. And if they started replacing, kept replacing, kept replacing to so eventually it was all new monkeys inside of the cage. And they were still beating up the monkey that went up the ladder to get the bananas. And none of them knew why. None of them ever had been hosed down to stop them from going to get the banana. That's really what we're dealing with here. It's like we have been trained by generations of you have to conform and so now at this point if you don't conform you're not black we can't we can't bring that and the whole bringing whiteness in is the bringing in the the credibility of a white person in with us so Oh, see, they're, our blackness is cool. So now we, we can reinforce and reaffirm our coolness or our goodness by associating with that white person. So that's why we're quick to do that part of it. We we will associate with that white person because we can associate with them on a higher level if we bring them in and let them co-opt our blackness. We invite them into the the cookout but we still have to to disassociate from those black people that aren't black enough in our mind. And so that, that's the whole, you know, scientific piece of it. But really, I just think that, you know, we're assholes and, and, and we just like, you know, anything that's different and, that, and that's just human nature too. anything that's different. We're going to push away anyway.
2: Well, no, we're wrong with that. you. You're, you're a smart motherfucker.
1: <laughs>
0: we we we, um, we know what, we know what the opening quote of the show is going to be that whole, that little monkey story right there um, so Roger said that thing that, that I was going to say
2: I want to back that up so it's funny that's why I was rocks with you because I I saw that before as well um, it's called the five monkeys experiment so people will look it up it's an excellent um, little write up on it I just google five monkeys experiment but it's true um but what you were saying, and putting picking hit on this since you said Rosie said anything. We're we're giving white people this pass or others, non-blacks, that was the term they used, non-blacks. This pass, but what are the actions they're usually doing that we're giving pa- that we're inviting them to the picnic or we're giving a pass for all oh, oh, oh he acts black because it's so that that's that's the something I always look at. Like we're giving people passes for a lot of that doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. And, and I don't I don't know if it's necessarily giving them passes as much as it what it is, is it's it's us claiming whatever that is, that coolness that they're doing. Right. That that cool factor. So it's it's a way for us to maintain that uh, as a black cultural thing instead of letting them uh, co-opt it. So or appropriate it. So uh, it, it's a little bit of that, too. it's It's holding on to. No, no, no. You know, this this. This dance style or, uh, you know, this artistic style or, you know, this way of speaking is inherently black. It is our culture. And so by us inviting you in, we're saying you can use it, but it's still ours. So don't get it twisted. And and so I think it's a little bit of that too, of us just trying to hold on to what we have as our culture and making sure that they don't take it like they did rock and roll and jazz and all the other art forms and all the other things and popular culture that they've that they've co opted and stolen, uh basically by just us not being able to say, Yep, that's ours. You you you're welcome to use it, but just remember it's ours.
0: We praise white people too easily. I mean, like we invite other races to the cookout because they know a couple of lyrics to a black song or they can do a certain dance move or they may like some of the clothes we wear and they, are, they, they get invited to the cookout or it's, it's, it's just every, it's everything you said, Rozzy, plus just, and I think you even touched on this too. We just like that proximity to, to whiteness in the event. Hey they're doing something that we typically do, then, hey, oh, wow, they, they think we're cool. So, therefore, let us go embrace them. Let's invite them to the cookout. It's, it's crazy. And I just like the whole question on you know, how easily we dismiss one of our own and how easily embrace other cultures and races. So, I'll deal with
2: that, person. that personally.
0: I remember I, I remember some of that uh, with you, Ferg, uh, at Phillips. I actually remember some of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I definitely did. You know, I, I I mean, I was the anime, you know, watching a uh, magic card playing like black kids. So I'm like uh, the the true black nerd, blurred, as we like to call ourselves these days. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm one of those OG blurds, And yeah, I, I, I definitely got that. You know, um, I mean, Buffer kind of jokes with me even to today about that. <laughs> like just being like the super nerdy. So it it's but it, it's a difference of being ostracized for it. I could code switch well enough that I could have my times that I did that and I still could sit and listen to DMX and, and rap no limit with y'all and and my black and get my black card right like I knew that part of it well enough. That I could still have my quirkiness to me. Um, there's kids that couldn't do that. There, there were black kids that just they, they were quirky, and you know I could hang with them, and we'd play Magic the Gathering or or a Dungeons and Dragons, or talk about video games and all of that stuff or comic books. We talk about that, and then I can come back over here and hang with y'all, and I'm 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 like I'm I'm sorry, dude. I mean you 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 can't come over here with us because you can't really assimilate on this side. You can't code switch. Um mm. so yes, I had my nerd friends and then I had, you know, my cool friends and they really couldn't associate with each other. But I, I, and I I think another part of that though is that's okay. I I think this generation, my kids and our kids are starting to see that that's fine. That I don't hang with the cool kids or or what we call the cool kids. If I have my three or four friends that we hang with and we're cool with that, that's fine. That's my that's my circle. That's my group, and we have fun. I I even got to the point where you know you hear the the phrase socially awkward, socially awkward. Like I try not to use that word uh, because you're not socially awkward. You're you're not uh, acclimated to that social norm. You know, you, you you are perfectly fine when you y'all are kind of sitting at the table talking about Pokemon, laughing and joking. Uh, you're you're fine. You You can talk in that realm as soon as you're around people that really know you and talk about you or about what you're interested in. You're totally fine. It's just when you get into an area or into a group that's talking about something that you're not interested in. Yes, you're awkward because you just don't you you don't know how to navigate in that. But I, I don't call that socially awkward just because you can't do that.
0: As as a black person that's given other black people a hard time like Rozzy over the years, a lot of times it's ignorance on why we do that. Uh, I got a buddy, Gus, who if you ever meet him, the number one thing he'll tell you is that his greatest triumph is that he got me to start liking and eating sushi because I saw him in the break room one day, he was eating sushi with chopsticks. And I was like, who the F you think you are in here eating sushi with chopsticks? And I remember another time he used the word exfoliate in a sentence and I gave him a hard time about that. Uh, I said, wait a minute. Like he had moved on, I said, wait a minute, did you just use exfoliate in the sentence with me? Don't do that again. Uh, but like I've given Razio a hard time and I remember I sent him pictures of me hiking and he said, wait a minute, you eating sushi and you hiking now? <laughs> welcome to, welcome to the other side. <laughs> but you know, a lot of it is ignorance. You know what I mean? Like if you don't know, a lot of times you will talk down on it and it leads to that. Oh, he ain't, he isn't black or they aren't black type thing too.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh my, my biggest accomplishment with, with you was, um, When you started like actually buying comic books, when you bought that Batman graphic novel, I was like, "I got him! I got him!"
0: (laughs) Yeah, man.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I think you were able to, I guess, navigate between both worlds. You said codes, which I don't know if it was just codes or you just it, it was just there's a duality to you, like you're you you weren't. To to me, sometimes code switching is I have to be fake for this. Like I really don't like comics, but my friends like comics. I'm being into comics, but it's like I like comics and I like Ratchet music too. So you know, you don't like Ratchet music, so I'm gonna go over here with the Ratchet music liking people for now. So Byron, you're absolutely right. When I moved to Mobile, it was a culture shock to me. To me, I moved uh, the beginning end of end of my fifth grade summer. Well, my fifth grade summer going into sixth grade. And my first probably month of school, I was at Booger T, bruh. If I was in a Ferguson, I might not be here today. It was just a cult. I had never been around that many black people, but I was I felt like I was cool. I was always cool being me. I was a cool kid my whole life until I got to Booger T. Um, And then I got a little circle around there and then I moved to Phillips and I was just used to being in a, a circle where it was just multicultural. Um and Phillips was more like that. And so I would just talk to whoever was in my class. And even at Phillips, we, you know, we by eighth grade, I was with all the black kids, probably sixth grade. I think sixth grade, I was one of the only black kids invited to somebody's last day of school party, you know. And I know people talk about me, but I I never really cared like that. Uh, but it's so many people who don't get past that. And uh, what really made this question stand out to me, because you guys hit on it perfectly, was the Procter & Gamble widen your view commercial that you uh, sent to us, Rozzy. Mm-hmm. People, please take a look at that. We'll actually post that link um, on our on our Next. webpage Next. or on our, on our Facebook group. Next. But it, it was kind of the reverse. Where you know we're tired of people looking at us as this this monolith. Like accept us who as who we are. There's more to us. You know I can have dreads. I can be out here and still be a father. You know uh, just because you see a woman on the there was a perfect scene where you see this woman uh, standing on the corner. I think. Bunch of kids and a bag of groceries and you, you know, you can think so many things like, oh, she's a single mother or she's struggling or any of that stuff. And basically, she was waiting on her husband to pull up the minivan. You know, it's. We we want people to look at us and accept us on this side for being this this Afrocentric. I'm black. Love me the way I am. But yet and still, I feel like those same people that say that won't the blurs. You know, so it's be happy who you are. For one, these people out here don't care who you are. To them, you still Black in America. We need less to divide us. And just I think once we can start accepting who we are, we can go a lot further on all aspects. Not, not having to code switch because we're Black. Because we fight that too much. We fight like, I can't be too black. But then we have fighting that I'm not black enough. But yet it's still, we don't care how white somebody is, we'll still invite them to the pick if they do one black thing. And that's air quotes, black thing. So I enjoy that question, fellas. I'm done. Anything else you guys want to hit on that?
1: I I, I will say one thing, though, I I do think when we talk about somebody's not black or whatever, it's it's in the context of you ain't black and I might I might push you to the side. But it's that whole family thing of I can talk about you. But if that little black kid gets like if some white kid messes with that black kid, it's still kind of family from what I've seen. Like I've seen plenty of times where. Like the cool black kid kind of takes up for the, the nerdy black kid if somebody comes at them on some racist type stuff. Like I've seen that happen where yeah, but they, they don't they still they, they still, don't they still the protect black their blackness.
2: But they don't protect them from the other black kids picking on them. Yeah, that's true. So Karen can't Karen can't mess with her, but Kiwana can. So yeah. do we know do we know any Kiwanas? Like, so do we do? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we actually <have> do. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Love you. But no, um, but it, it's just funny that way, you know, because I, I, I was never picked on. And there's so many people that couldn't that couldn't navigate it that I've seen. There was people I knew that I was cool with that didn't navigate it and they got left behind. Riz, you left some of your friends behind. Yeah. yeah you, but, but, you know how, we,
1: how how we talked about yeah you outgrow them i mean it, it's not that you 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 intentionally no. leave them behind you just you y'all grow apart
2: no, you thought you were too cool for them
1: nah nah, i never 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 did I ever think I was too cool for anybody because because of the simple fact that I didn't think i like deep down, I never thought I was cool. Like I I like I said I thought I felt like I could switch and I could navigate but I never felt like I was one of the cool kids um so you know it, it was just one of those things i I thought highly of myself like where I was going but never did I think that I was better than anybody else if, okay. if that makes sense okay so who's, who's up but, next? but yeah I want to, I want to go next because we we kind of rolled into my question. Uh, just talking about si- bullying in general, but um, I want to go a little deeper into cyberbullying. Uh, I was watching Hip Hop Uncovered, uh, but by- because you know Byron brought it up and and advised it, and it was really really good. And the last episode, they were generally talking about how you know the old school uh, did things a little differently, and now that you know new school with the the videos and everybody's all in there, and uh, a line from Haitian Jack yeah, just he, really got me. He, he ain't ready to accept this new boost. Haitian Jack was like, "Look, the only reason why people cyberbullying, because ain't nobody calling them on their stuff. Like, he's like, they they need to do like what we've started to see is people actually start beef on social media, and people are actually getting killed over social media beef and stuff like that. And he's like." He basically he supports that. He's like, people need to call these cyber bullies out, these folks, these keyboard warriors out on, you know, oh, you can say it down, but let me find you. And they they need to go out and find it. And when people start seeing that, oh, you can't hide behind that um keyboard with this stuff, uh, then they'll stop doing it. And you know, we've seen that with people doxing. I don't know if you guys have heard that term or not, but doxing is basically when you um you share people's private information, like their name, address and everything like that when they do things on the Internet or, or anonymously or something like that. Uh, you know, they do it with star like big movie stars and stuff. They'll show they'll share like their phone number, their personal phone number or their personal address or whatever. Uh, when And they want people to go and, and kind of mess with them and stuff like that. So, but Haitian Jack is like supporting that. And my question to you guys is. How do you think
2: he's supporting fighting fighting against cyberbullying, or he's supporting hey, fi- hey, cyberbullying?
1: Hey, hey, Haitian Jack. Is uh, supporting going to put them hands on and putting that okay. smoke on them folks on the cyber bullying? Like, okay. So yes, he is for stopping cyber bullying, uh, mm-hmm. but his approach <laughs> is a little, <laughs> a little gangster. Traditional bullying. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you know that that's his thing. Uh, I mean, but Haitian Jack literally shot somebody for bullying him <laughs> or saying something wrong. He was like, he just shot the guy. So you know that that's his mentality. But I want to I want your guys um, thoughts on how to address cyberbullying. How are you going to you know, if if your kids got a cyber bullet or something like that, um, do you agree with him that we need to find that person and we need to talk to him man to man or, you know, turn it off? Like, how 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 are you going to handle cyberbullying with your kids? Uh,
0: that's tough uh, as far as with my kids. I know how for for me, how I handle it. I, you know you can't get into it back and forth with anybody on social media or the internet, because like you say, most of the time they're anonymous. So like, if it's somebody anonymous, I'm not going to pretty much engage with them anyway. If it's someone I know and I know I'm going to see them, then we can just handle it that way. There's no sense in going back and forth on the blue app or anything like that. Uh, For my kid, for my kid though, I don't, I don't know because I'm, I'm still, like, how does cyberbullying even work? Like, are they just spreading gospel? Like, they getting everybody to gang up on them, and are they picking on them at school? Like, how does it even, like, exactly work, man? So
2: you gotta think, uh, with us, our circles, for one, we're way more, well, most of us are more, uh, more emotionally mature, so it doesn't bother us as much. And we're, our circles are smaller. You know, these kids have to go to school with five or 500, 600 of the kids saying yeah. the same thing about them, you know, and you're not emotionally secure. You're not, you know, we're st- uh, still adults and some of us aren't secure enough. <laughs> we're still trying to impress people. So it's,
0: and you have people that- There's laws on the books, right? There's laws in the book against that, right?
2: Yeah, that, but that, once it's out, out there, it's out there.
1: Yeah. Like, you know? and the and thing is, somebody hasn't reported, like, you got to- you know, your child has to come forward and tell you, uh, and that type of thing. And a lot of times, uh, a lot of kids don't have that support from their families to, to say, Hey, I'm being bullied and I want help. Uh, a lot of them are gonna, like Ferg said, they're not motion intelligent. They don't make the best choices. They may not even tell you that they're being bullied and they start shutting down and things like that. Uh, and, and when you ask how it happens, it's like, it's little stuff like, you know, how, you know, when you were, at school and somebody be like oh you ugly or oh that fit sucks uh but it's like one kid maybe two you know they, they, their click might say it to you with cyberbullying you know yeah. you're talking hundreds of people talking about every time you put a post up every time you put a picture up on instagram or whatever <laughs> folks are right there on it like <laughs> comment so so and laughing at i'll tell you everything get, tagging other people them, they, they come so, in and laugh at your picture uh, uh. So
0: is would a solution be just tell them to get out? You get them off of social media. And if it translates to at school action, that I know how to handle. Because you know, if I gotta fight if I gotta fight five hundred different parents, I will. But if it's just on social media, get off social media. If it's translating to at school action where they're physically and, and verbally taunting her, I have to think I can work with the school to address that. But I mean, let me know if I'm wrong
2: because I, I think we're thinking potentially too deep because of how quick it happens. So I would say one of my goals in life is never to become a meme. We, we have the greatest basketball player of all time who is a freaking meme. He is a joke to some people. So imagine getting caught in an awkward position you, you turn around at the wrong time. You look crazy and somebody in your cross-eyed and they take a picture of you. And now they share that with the school and you're walking by and they're, they're laughing and pointing. Like our kids don't even have to have a social media presence. And so when I was talking to some of my, my, my mentees, they're on social media so much, they got to make sure they feel good. You got to make it's still good in the streets because all it takes is a, a minute for you to look up and all of a sudden you're the new meme around. This. You get in a fight. If you, you lose, that, everybody in the school is going to see that fight. Everybody in the city, that stuff goes on Worldstar and now it has a million views. Yeah, Those hey. are the things that these kids are dealing with.
1: Yeah, and 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 when you talk about oh well just bring them off of social media, that further ostracizes them. And so now they feel even more alone and and unloved and unwanted and they, and they can't interact and everything like that. So wh- while we as adults can probably say I'm just going to turn it off. I'm I'm going to get off. I'm not going to I'm not going to look at the comments or whatever, right? Kids don't think like that because they they are looking for that kind of support and and you know, they want to fit in. That's kind of, you know, as you grow up, you you try to look for how do I fit in? How do I how do I get friends and everything? They're already feeling awkward. Their bodies are awkward. They're growing and you know, changing and all of that. And then you got somebody laughing at them because, like Ferg said, they can't, they turned around wrong and they had a booger in their nose. Boom, you're know I mean. You know, and now everybody's on you, everybody's on you. Uh, but then you have that, that constant cyberbullying where nothing even was wrong with you. It wasn't that you became a meme. It just literally was the mean girls don't like you. And, you know, they, they come at you every time you post something. They're on your comments and you try to block them. And what do they do? They go to their friends and they, they make up fake accounts and all this and that. And, and so it's, it's hard. I mean, it, it. it's you could back in the day when we were there, you could avoid that person. It, you really could avoid that person and still have a life. Worst case scenario, you had to kind of avoid that person for the eight hours that you were in school. But then you can go and have your normal life outside of it. These kids have to deal with it 24-7. So sun up to sundown. So let's be real. High school I have looked circa 1997, 98,
2: 99 when... There were certain people as young young kids that didn't like us that had a problem with the uh uh individuals or us as a group that could have definitely turned into some easy cyberbullying mm-hmm. you know um how, how does that how does that end you we, uh it was hard enough navigating that scene and still try to get an education and still you know remain calm cool and collective. Oh, by the time you get home, you did 50 messages about you. Somebody took a picture of you in class and made a, a whole post, you know. So, so what's the solution, fellas? I don't know if there's a solution. I think mean, for me, with my kids, or, I don't or, want or should I say,
0: what, what would be the plan of action? What would be the what plan for of me,
2: action? for the, I'm trying to prevent, be preventative. Like, I don't want my kids on social media until they're ready to be on social media. I want them to understand that everybody on social media is not there for good. So when you open your doors, yourself to that, because it's this different levels of cyberbullying, you, you know, you can't stop yourself from being a meme, but you can definitely stop yourself from people going on your page and messing with you if you don't have a page. And, and so you, until you're ready for that, you ready to talk that shit back, get, get you right. <laughs> It'd be like, I wonder what the, you know, I want I want my, if, if the mean chicks are talking, I want, I want to like, uh, I wonder what this is m- going to say today. Like, I want you to be able to get back with them.
0: <laughs> it, it's important to know nearly everything is social media now. Like, uh, if you, if you, if you're on YouTube and you have a login account, you know, you comment on the video, other people can comment on it, you can go back and forth. These video games that a lot of these kids play online, they have a chat on the side that you can do. So just to let parents know, it's not just don't just think Snapchat. Uh, I don't... Twitter, um, Facebook is for old people now, but
1: mm-hmm. if your kid... Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. All of it. All of it. It's you not remember, just... Though. Buddy was getting bullied. Buddy was getting bullied on Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, I mean, my, my thing is, I think really the only thing we can do is, I, I agree for you got to wait until they're really ready, but it can happen, like you said, because it's not social media. Like, Sophie... Is on YouTube every once in a while, right? She she has friends on there, she talks to them on there. Sophie's on Roblox and Mm -hmm. she has folks on Roblox that she plays with. Like, so it pretty much everything has an aspect where they can or potential for the for them to be bullied. I think the biggest thing that you have to do is really teach your children the self-worth and be open with them. And like you said, Byron, they come to you. And have that conversation with you uh, and make them make them comfortable enough that they will come to you and and have that conversation with you, because, uh, it, like I said, a lot of them don't. A lot of them don't have the, the parent support or whatever um, and let them know if, if you need me to come up to the school and get crazy, I can. So the kids will know that, you know, hey, you, you're you not dealing with just them. You're dealing with this whole family and all of us can come for you. We don't care. So, if that's how we got to do it, that's how we got to do it. But I, I, I think we as parents are just going to have to support them through it because I, I really don't think there's any stopping it if they are the quirky kid. If they not fit in the norm, uh, if they're not conforming, um, then well, there's that. going to be takes, some type of bullying.
2: It doesn't take that. It's, all it takes is one moment.
1: Hmm?
2: All it takes is one moment. What you got for us, Buff? You got a question?
0: Uh, i do we've we've addressed a version of this before but i uh i wanted to frame it a different way and just see if our answers have changed uh so we're we right it'll be 40 in what two months now in june so we're pretty much all three of us are all 40. i remember turning 20 20- 21, that was a big deal. That was, you know, you were old enough to go to the real liquor store, not just, uh, not just some of the ones we went to in Tomeville.
1: Yeah. We didn't want to say no names. <laughs> we didn't yeah. want to get them shut down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it was a big deal. It was a fun time. I wanted to ask you, you two brothers, if you could, would you? would you w- go back to being 21 years old? You don't, and you're, not, you're not privileged with the knowledge that you have now. Like, whatever you didn't know at 21, but you know now, you don't get that knowledge if you go back. If you could, would you go back to 21 and get that youth? And is, is there some things that you would, you know, try to do differently? Why or why not?
2: So we all frame as the whole, the butterfly effect thing. If I get up minutes this later one day, my whole future changes. Yes. <laughs> nah, man. Um, I love my life. I, I truly do. You know, um, I always talk about, and anybody that knows me, I'm I'm very hard on myself. And I think a lot of things I was, a. it took me a while to graduate college. I had a lot of struggles, uh, um, uh, during that time period. And even getting, uh, uh, financially, I always say I was a late bloomer. I'm behind the ball. But, but if I would have graduated a year earlier, a semester earlier, I wouldn't have met my wife. You know, I wouldn't have got the job that I got that made me stay in Tallahassee for an extra two years. You know, all that stuff worked itself out perfectly. You know, I wouldn't change my kids for the world. You know, is my life perfect? Oh, hell no. But at the same time, I couldn't imagine it being any different for me. And so I I couldn't change it. Um if I go back for a week and come back and nothing changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so nothing I, that
0: you would do over it. Like everything you did, you the mistakes I, and all, I feel like
2: Yeah, because yeah, I just feel like it just it changed one change it could have changed anything. You know, I always joke anybody that knows me, uh remember Omega Sci5 Fraternity Incorporated, follow One, up to line side It's Funny, the I mean, when I say things worked out perfectly, we crossed November 9th to, me to this day for this. We were supposed to supposed to cross November 2nd, November 2nd, 2000 2001. I was at drill. It was that drill with the army's like, nigga, get here. We're sending MPs, So they had to we had to stay online a whole nother week. Just because of me. The reason I bring that up is November 9th, 2008 was our line anniversary and I was hanging out with my line. But we're looking for something to do just because it was our line anniversary. And uh, we went to a tailgate that the Florida State brothers were hosting. And that's where I met Z. If we would have crossed the week before, there would have been no reason for me to hang out with them. So, like, say just everything happened so perfectly to line up. You know, could life be different? You know, could I have been a doctor by now and be, be making way more money? Yeah, probably. But. It, it wouldn't have worked out. I wouldn't be I wouldn't just be sitting here with you guys doing this interview right now.
1: And and you wouldn't have been making much more money as a doctor. Don't act like you don't make doctor money for her. I don't, Uh-oh. I don't, make <laughs> <laughs> I don't,
2: I don't appreciate not. that, Rozzy. Can <laughs> <laughs> you edit it that The
0: world needs to know.
1: <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. No, no, first, the reason why I say that is, um, you know, we might have some parents out there that are, were like my parents, like, they didn't know that there were other jobs that made money like doctors did. My my parents didn't understand that every lawyer didn't make two hundred thousand dollars. They, you know, they thought it was, every lawyer was like this super high paid lawyer. When I know lawyers that make thirty thousand dollars a year, you know, you know. So it, it's it's one of those things that I want folks to know that you can make doctor money and not be a doctor.
2: I don't make doctor money. <laughs> okay, yes,
1: okay, sir.
2: Yes, he does.
1: <laughs> but uh, uh, for me, man, I I don't think I'd go back only because you said we don't get to keep our knowledge right of, of the future. Uh, so i at this point in my life, why would I go back when I can do everything I did in my twenties right now and not be broke the next day? Like I, I, I can afford, like this is the, this is the prime, right? It's well, it, my, my thirties, like we're, we're getting on 40 now. Yeah. And and I got a little bit more restrictions, but there's no way in my at twenty one I would I would have been able to go to Paris. There's no way at twenty one I would have been able to go to Hawaii. I'm doing much bigger things and having much more fun uh than going out every weekend and getting drunk on like low, you know, bottom bottom shelf liquor. Like, you know, I I I don't drink taka vodka anymore. <laughs> you know, so you know, it, it's one of those things that I I can go out and have a really really good time and not have a hangover in the morning. I can go out and go for a week and not worry about anything. Like, you know, we can do things like, and I really really enjoy spending time with my family, with my kids, and everything. Like, I would much at this point, I would much rather go on a trip with my kids to Great Wolf Lodge or something like that than go to the club and hang out. Like, I I really would. Like, I I had more fun doing that than when I go out to the club. Granted, it might be a little bit of my PTSD, and I really don't have that going out to the club and enjoy it because of the hypervigilance and all that. But I I like doing things with them more than I like going to the club and hanging out and doing the stuff that I did at 21.
2: It's two sides to that. Because, like, even I love, and I mention my family a lot, but even on that hangout stuff, like, the hangout I could have now, like when we're going to Miami, I went to Miami at 21. Um, we were splitting drinks. We were splitting right. hotel rooms. Like we were just, it's five, six deep on a, uh, in a hotel in South Beach. We did that. Now we're staying on South Beach at some luxurious hotel. Buff got us in. Whoa, I don't even know. The
0: name I of. That
1: hotel. You did pick that hotel, Buff.
0: <laughs> I think Allison did. You I the hotel? No, no,
1: I Allison suggested. said we didn't have to stay. She, Allison was like, Y'all don't have to stay here. It's my birthday. So, you know, I'm going to do it this big. And Byron's like, Well, you ain't going to one up me. So, yeah. Byron did it too. And so now he peer pressured all of us into being there. And think that, about
2: that, where, how, where we were at, 21, what we were doing. Pretty much we're all staying there. We have a week. A
1: Maybe two tra- days, right? Like a yeah, week. Tra- you got to tra- be quick.
2: full of events, you know, yeah. that we could not have afforded 20 years ago. And then I think for me, it's the relate, it's the relationships I, I've built since then. I would have way more fun with 20 plus years of friendship with you guys. Like we're excited about Miami now. Because it's been, it's been something we're talking about for years. We're doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's we got 25 years plus a friendship that's gonna culminate in something like this. I'm gonna remember this more than I would some trip we took at 21 because I don't remember trips I took at 21. Exactly. So I don't even remember who all my friends were at 21. I know you guys. Hmm.
0: Uh, I, 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 for me, the only bonus about 21 is just uh, like back then I was able to hang out, you know, on a work night like I could hang out even though I had to be to work the next morning. I could hang out that previous night and it not be an issue. Now, <laughs> ask me to hang out on a Thursday and I got to work Friday. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> sir. Not only that, I can't go home before going out. Like, you know, I, I live in Northern Virginia. I work in DC. If I'ma hang out in DC, I have to stay in DC because if I come home, it's it's a wrap. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a nap and that nap gonna turn into a good night's sleep. But everything y'all said it is just just accurate, man. It's like um you have to make those mistakes growing up when you were 21, you have to make all those mistakes to to appreciate what you have now and like what Razio said, just the things that you're able to afford and do now. And and I feel like I know so much more than I did 19 years ago. And uh it's it's just cool. Like Ferg, you brought back memories. You said you you went like six deep to Miami. I remember we went four deep to Daytona Beach, man. I think we stayed at a what was it? Like a, a Comfort Ends or something like that, dog. Like I, I it, it listen. It would take some some major things happen for me to stay at a confident and right now. I'm I'm just being completely honest, man. But uh, some of the liquor we used to drink at 21, Christian Brothers and Paul Masson. You know, I I had cars back then that didn't always have working AC, and that's not pleasant in a mobile summer summer heat. So, uh yeah, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not going back. Like maybe if you could take the knowledge that we have now, and, and go back, then maybe. Uh, my only, and I hate to call it a regret. The only thing that I probably would have tried to do different, but that would have came before 21. Is I do wish I had gone to a four year college and completed it and and really went for it that, in that way. Sometimes I feel like I miss out. I miss out on a lot of the y'all. Uh, the The experiences that you two guys have and that other people have had that I've spoken to that have gone to college,
2: but um, well, I'll tell you, you that's living that's it up. It, man. I know a lot of people that went to college and they ain't living like. You.
0: Okay, I'm not living it up, but uh, I I did all right for you know I did all right for for an associate's uh, degree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, but that that's it, man. Just a, a little quick question that somebody had made a post about that. And they they ask that question, so I just wanted to pose it to you guys, man. That's all I got, though.
1: Yeah, and and I think the people who say yes to that usually are the folks that are generally in the same, I, I, I guess, like situation as they were in, at twenty one. So it's okay. What well, like we talk about still having to go five deep to Daytona, or you know, not being able to 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 do things. Um, that more than what they were able to do at 21 So now they're like, yeah, I'll go back Because I can, I'm doing the exact same thing I was at 21, but I'm more tired, right? I can't go out on the, uh, on the, on the work nights and stuff like that So yes, I would go back to 21 So that I can go out on work nights And I can go hang out and I can do those things uh, Whereas we're in a totally different mindset Of what we want to do when we go on trips and when we, you know, party and stuff like that, like, like how we party is different than how we partied at twenty one.
2: Definitely. So that was a good question, Buff. All right, let's go ahead and close it out. Party shots.
0: So, uh, Raji said I stole his thunder at the beginning of the show. He unknowingly stole mine for the end of the show, and. I'm not going to talk about it too long. I just want to say real quick, because uh, you guys have kind of expressed it a little bit. But for those of you that are watching wall-to-wall coverage of the Chauvin trial, um, that's, you know, that's obviously that's your right to do. I would advise not to. Um, for me, to to me, it's kind of like, uh, if you ever seen someone that's struggling financially and they get a little money and they just... You know, they're very stressed out, so they they may go buy a very expensive pair of shoes or something like that just to give them that high. And the moment they spend that money, they make that purchase and and they walk out the door, you know, all those problems come back to their mind. And it's like a very temporary, a very temporary fix. Like it it, it didn't solve anything. and You you made an impulse purchase trying to make yourself happy and, and nothing came of it with this trial. I just feel like no matter what the outcome is, that's what the feeling is going to be. Because a man not only died, but he was tortured for eight minutes and 46 seconds. So if Chauvin is is proven guilty on the highest charge that he's charged with, you're going to have that temporary yes. But then it's going to be like, but. So many others didn't get justice. At the end of the day, this brother still was killed on TV. His family will never his kid. You know, I I can't even remember if he does he have kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his kids will never you know uh, get him back. He he'll never be here. And Chauvin really got off easy because all he's doing is going to jail. George Floyd would never be here again. And of course, if he's found not guilty, we don't even want to think about what's going to happen with that. So. You know, watch it because I did it with um, with the Trayvon Martin, the well, excuse me, the George Zimmerman trial. And I just remember when that verdict was read, just how defeated and defenseless I felt. And I just want to caution people that are highly invested because I'm already seeing comments on how painful it is to watch. Don't put yourself through that torture. You don't have to when I, when the verdict is read trust me you will know you will find out and watching it is not going to you're not going to be able to control the outcome anyway from just watching it so if you feel yourself like getting highly upset about it just take a step away from it and just please 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 try to remember that you won't get any satisfaction out of this trial no matter what the verdict is. I just want to say that and one other thing. Uh, I know it seems like so many times we're asking for thoughts and prayers, but once again, tragedy struck my family as we record this on Wednesday. I'm flying down to Mobile. My aunt just passed uh, last week. So rest in peace, Yvonne. Welcome. I want to be there and be strong for my cousin, LaShonda. Welcome. My other cousin, Bernard. And um, I experienced this last May. So I know exactly what you guys are going through. So I feel like it's my job to just, just go down there and be strong for them. So keep them in your prayers. I know what it's like to lose a mother. And they're experiencing that right now. The last time I saw her, she it was during my mom's funeral. She, she was just alive, well, and full of life. And she will be truly missed. And I just wanted to say those words. Rest in peace. And uh, please extend those uh, well wishes to my family.
1: Yeah, most definitely, man. You know, we're here, as as always. So, um, for me, man, all I have is uh, just some updates on the vaccine. You know, we have been pushing it and talking about it. Please go get vaccinated. They just approved the Pfizer vaccine for kids uh, 12 to 16. So um, they should be rolling that out and uh, kids between 12 and 16 should be able to start getting vaccinated. And they started the trial for children under uh, 12. So um, we see the light at the end of the tunnel, but please, please, please continue to wear your masks and, and protect socially distance because we're seeing an uptick in uh, new cases. Because people think that it's over for some reason um, and it's not. I mean, it's still a, a, a pandemic out here. Uh, please continue to wear your mask. Please continue to socially distance. Uh, please just be responsible and do it for the other people in your life, even if you've had the vaccine or or that, you know, you had it already. That doesn't mean stop wearing a mask just because you 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 can't get it you know the thing is you can still transmit it it can still be in your breath uh in your nose uh and 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 still transmit so please continue to uh do everything you can help us out to get through this thing so that my kids can go play uh soccer in the fall thank you
2: all righty um I'll kind of piggyback off of buff there's a lot going on in the media it's a lot of things distracting striking us. The anti-Asian sentiments and just it's just so much going on. People protect your minds and your hearts right now and don't get caught up in everything that's going on. You don't have to respond to every post. You don't have to read every post. It's okay to take a break from social media, but not your favorite podcast. Three Brothers, no sense because we're always going to give you that uh that good. But you know, protect your minds and your hearts. Every once in a while, you need to back away from the the, the the blue page and IG and all that stuff and the media because it's just a lot going on. Like Byron said, I mean, Florida's on its way back up trying to beat Texas for being stupid with the uh, the senator. It's just it's just so it's just so much. So just people just. Protect yourselves. We're coming on for most of us. I think we're approaching a three day weekend. Get you some uh hopefully by the time you hear this, you're you're relaxed. But please just protect your mind's uh mental health is is huge. People are stressed, people are suffering from um pandemic fatigue, it's a lot of PTSD. So just don't put yourself in the situations you don't have to. So Three Brothers no Sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.
1: Yeah. Happy Easter.
2: Y'all got an Easter speech?
1: Yeah. Jesus well.
2: <laughs> He's also <laughs> the reason
0: for the
1: season. I think that's Christmas. <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs>